Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So today we're going to continue with the uh, equanimity practice. And... uh, include the categories of uh, benefactor and uh, dear friend. And um, I'm not quite sure of everything that uh, that Aaron said yesterday, so if I repeat um, my apologies, have some equanimity around it. Uh, just a few words before we get into the the formal practice. <clears throat> Equanimity holds the other Brahma Viharas. And actually, in all the lists, and equanimity appears in many, many lists, um, it's always the last one, whether it's the seven factors of awakening or the Brahma Viharas or the ten paramis uh, or the um, jhana states, the four jhanas um, and uh, progress of insight. It's always the last um, it's a very, it's a very profound state that creates a space for everything else, and particularly with the other three Brahma Viharas, the equanimity creates the space so that the heart can fully open, uh, but not be overwhelmed. <clears throat> And this is particularly true of uh, compassion, uh, which is something that um, is so needed in this world and so needed for ourselves. Just holding that our our own suffering or holding um, suffering around us or on a much bigger scale, the suffering in, in the world When we care so much, it's it's easy to get overwhelmed with our caring and even turn away because it's it would be too much. The heart uh, we could feel like the heart would break. But equanimity is what allows us to fully open to the suffering that we encounter and maintain a, a centeredness which makes our actions, whatever actions we do or responses, uh, so much more effective. And sometimes it's getting a sense of how much to open to the suffering and how much space we need to allow ourselves so we can still remain centered. But not to have so much spaciousness that we 
uh, are too far from the suffering and our hearts aren't touched. As uh, the near enemy, again, I'm not, I don't know if this was mentioned yesterday, but the near enemy of equanimity is indifference or apathy, where it, it looks like there's a, a spaciousness, but there's really a, a disconnection. Um, so we, we want to stay connected to our experience, but have um, all the space that allows us to, uh, to open to it fully without getting off-center. And particularly when we go to uh, the category of dear friend, of, uh, of someone who's really close to us, um, that one is, um, is a bit more challenging to remain equanimous because we have such a, a connection and an investment and a wanting to see them well or... Um, having some charge if they've disappointed us or whatever. Those are, the, those are the, the, the people or the beings that we, uh, that we care about the most in our karmic connection. And that's where the equanimity um, comes into play. I'll, I'll share uh, just a, a brief story for myself, just seeing the power of this of equanimity a uh, number of years ago, I think I had mentioned that I, w- I had done a, a longer chunk of time on Brahma Viharas and I was doing equanimity. I got into the equanimity practice and mm, and there I was saying the phrases that uh, you were saying yesterday, something like you are the owner of your karma or you're er- the heir of your karma, you're Happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not on my wishes for you. Um, and although at first it seemed a little cool and detached, when I started seeing the power of it that I didn't, I didn't need to and couldn't uh, control what was happening to, uh, to others, uh, there was a real um, freedom in that. And uh, in this one practice uh, uh, period, I... In my mind, I started putting different loved ones in in the seat and telling them the good news. You know, my my wife. You know, dear, you are the owner of your karma, etc., etc. And doing it as an offering, as a as a in my mind, just saying, "Oh, this is how it is," and and it's really liberating. And my friends, my teachers, etc., one after another. Um, and then after some time, my son, who was 10 at the time, popped into the seat. And all of a sudden, that was a very different feeling. As I was saying, you are the owner of your karma, Adam. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not on my wishes for you. And that one, it took me a little while. Uh, In fact, it took me the next hour and a quarter to really process. At first it was like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't 
protect him from the suffering that he might encounter. And what my mind did, as I, uh, as I often say, I had what I call a, a clockwork, my clockwork orange sitting, which is a, a movie that one scene where they deprogram the, the main character with all of these awful, ugly scenes. One after another, there he was in a car accident and there he was um, having a, a, you know, a terminal disease and there he was um, uh, with drug addiction and on and on. And each time, at first it happened, I was like, oh, you are the owner of your karma, your happiness and unhappiness, as I said the phrase. And then another scene, oh, and I went through that for quite some time, each time, and a little bit less each time, until finally I, I got it that I can't protect him from life, and it's not my business to protect him from life. It's my business to love him as much as I can, and wish him well, and root him on, and realize that he has his own lessons to learn. That's his curriculum in this life. And it was a, a major shift in my parenting and my relationship. And after all of that time, uh, over an hour in that way, uh, the whole phrase, all those words morphed into what I started to say, I, I honor your life's journey, Adam. Just, I honor your journey. And it's something to keep in mind, particularly as we go to uh, this, this friend category, that as much as you care and want to protect your loved ones, they will learn the lessons that they need to learn however long their life is in this, this time around. And just as you will need the lessons, you will get the lessons you need to learn that shape who you are, which whatever lessons you've had have brought you to this moment, which is, seems to be going in the right direction, at least on a karma uh, karma understanding. And really that's the essence of, of the equanimity practice. It's just an unfolding of karma, just a, a lawful unfolding of karma. No blame, no saying why did this happen, just okay, this is here, what can I do with it? How can I learn? How can I wake up? <clears throat> so there can be a number of different phrases the, the classical one, or I know a few might have been offered, uh, things are as they are, or it's like this, as Ajahn Sumedho says, or if you're referring to somebody, as I just said, I honor your journey, or you can also call on equanimity for yourself, may I have balance in this moment? Just inviting that sense of balance. Um, may I open to this 
moment with equanimity. So there's lots of different possible phrases uh, and you use the one that really works for you. Um, I'll say uh, classical phrases, uh, some, and maybe I'll throw in some other ones, but, uh, and I'll leave some space for you to do it the way that, that you want to and, and need to. So, um, as you sit here, find a posture that you can be centered yet relaxed and at ease. First, see if in the posture you can express that groundedness and spaciousness that um, embodies equanimity. So take that posture now. Just get a sense of the earth supporting you, here for you. You might take a few deeper breaths and breathe in um, this field of goodness and breathe in uh, all the mm, wise energy that has been created here together to support you in balance to meet this moment. And as you breathe out, extend that out, a sense of groundedness, spaciousness, balance. with the understanding that equanimity brings that you don't have to make anything happen, just allow it to be as it is and to meet it with a centeredness, with a a balance. And we'll start with, uh, with ourselves. I know classically start with a neutral person and you did that a bit yesterday. I'm just starting with ourselves. And again, you might simply call on, may I have balance in this moment? Or may I hold this moment with balance or equanimity?
or things are as they are. No need to fix or change. It's like this, this moment. See if there can be just a a genuine acceptance of this moment, just as it is. This moment, things are as they are. And see if you can get a sense of the spaciousness that allows, whether it's a pleasant or unpleasant or neither, um, to be just as it is in this moment. still connected to it, engaged, not indifferent, but spacious, allowing. And then you can, if you'd like, experiment with the traditional phrase towards yourself. I am the owner of my karma. My happiness and unhappiness depends on my actions, not on my wishes for myself. And that phrase, I'm the owner of my karma, is a very um, delicate one. No blame if your circumstances are challenging. Don't get into why is this happened to me or what did I do. That leads to no, nowhere useful. And just my and my actions can also include my attitude, my relationship to this moment.
that's where my happiness or my unhappiness lies. How can I meet with this, this moment with wisdom and centeredness and caring? This is what life is giving me. How can I use it in the wisest possible way? In the time I have in this lifetime. I am the owner of my karma. My happiness and unhappiness depends on my actions. And you can put in my attitude, not on my wishes for myself. If those words don't quite resonate as you send to yourself, you can use the other phrases. May I open to this moment with balance and equanimity. This moment is like this. Things are as they are. Now be quiet for a while and just um, whether you use words or just the a basic attitude of perspective, open to this moment with that centeredness and spaciousness and and balance.
there's a courage and a, a strength that comes with, and that is needed to meet the moment with that kind of balance. You can invite and cultivate it. Just opening to that perspective. This is how it is. And it can be said with great kindness and compassion and centeredness. And now we can open up to include the next category of a benefactor. Somebody, some being who you obviously want to see happy, you have gratitude for, who you don't want to see suffer, And they have their own life with its own unfolding. And so as you get in touch first with your gratitude towards them, how much you appreciate and have benefited from, from that connection. Let it be held with equanimity. It just honors their journey. Again, you can say the classic phrases, you are the owner of your karma Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not on my wishes for you. Just allowing them to have their own unfolding Perhaps you can sense the, the power and the freedom in that 
that's not colored by wanting. Just a deep care that allows. Or you can wish them balance as they go through their life. May you have balance as you go through your ups and downs. Or I honor your journey just as it is. Get a sense of the, the connection, the caring connection held in a non-grasping, no agenda. Just allowing their life to unfold as it does. You are the owner of your karma, your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not solely, you can add that word, not solely on my wishes for you. I'll be quiet for some time and just connect with that being that you have gratitude for with that perspective of equanimity.
And now we can go to that category of dear friend or loved one. Advanced equanimity. Just bring to mind somebody who you have a lot of connection and care about. Someone who really matters to you. Who you really love. And bring that same attitude of allowing their life to unfold just as it does without trying to fix or change that has care but spaciousness. First get in touch with the connection and the care, the love. And then try the phrases, you are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends upon your actions, not on my wishes for you. Just release the agenda. You can wish them well and let go. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, not solely, not on my wishes for you. Just allowing them to learn all the lessons they're supposed to in this life. I honor your life's journey.
may you hold your your life with balance and equanimity. And as you're saying it, bring balance right to yourself. Things are as they are. Get a sense of the, the connection, the living connection and the spaciousness that allows. for the rest of the period. Uh, I'll be quiet until we end and you can either continue with this practice, equanimity towards a friend, or go back to metta or simply um, go back to the mindfulness practice with that spirit of, of equanimity.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.